Welcome to your daily affirmations. Repeat after me, working with others is easier than ever. I strive for perfect collaboration. Our teamwork keeps getting better. Yeah, affirmations are great, but Monday.com can really get you the teamwork you desire. Work together easily and share files, updates, data, and just about anything you want all in one platform. Affirm yes to start. Or tap the banner to go to Monday.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everybody. This is Marshall Poe. I'm the editor of the New Books Network, and I'd like to tell you that we have a new and improved website. It has two new features that we think you'll love. One of them is a vastly improved search engine so that when you type in keywords, you'll get a bunch of episodes really quick. The other is the ability to create a listener account. And in that listener account, you can save episodes for later listening. So you can create a kind of listening list. We think these features are neat and we think you'll enjoy them. Please visit the site today. Welcome to the New Books Network. You could tell Mr. James T. Cullowy was something from the moment he drove into Pinesboro in his shiny green Chevy truck. He was a man, not like the boys I knew, with their skinny chests and spotty faces. That morning, the first Saturday of April 1941, my mother was shopping with the rest of the mothers in Aronson's Grocery. This is G.P. Gottlieb, host for New Books and Literature, a podcast channel on the New Books Network. And today I'm talking to Mimi Herman about her delightful new novel, The Kudzu Queen. Set in North Carolina, the tale is told by Maddie Lee Watson, who was at first starstruck when the kudzu king, James T. Cullowy, pulls into the little town of Pinesboro and gathers everyone to share tales of kudzu, that amazing new plant that can do everything from feed cows to cure headaches. The government is going to pay farmers, he tells them, $5 an acre just to plant kudzu. It can be smoked like tobacco and made into jam. Is there nothing kudzu can't do? Many in town, including Maddie, are swept into the excitement until all of it turns out to have a dark side. Hi, Mimi. Thanks for joining me today. Hi, Galit. Thank you for having me. It's so great to be with you this evening. So what gave you the inspiration to write this adorable story? Okay, this is a little embarrassing, but I found an article, this will tell you how long ago I started writing this book, on microfiche. And uh, if you've grown up in the South, you know that kudzu is the bane of our existence. It's all over the highways. Um, don't leave your cow in the field overnight or it will be grown over and become a Southern topiary. But this article was all about these men that made it their life's work to promote kudzu, having kudzu festivals in small towns and kudzu beauty pageants. So it was pretty much irresistible. Yeah, I love it. We learn that Maddie, your protagonist, is mature for her age when she introduces Glynis by thinking about beauty being only skin deep. Glynis appears to be the force of evil in the story. What say you? Yes, I would say that you are absolutely right. I mean, I'd like to believe that 
there is no absolute evil, although, you know, I think there are certain people that would qualify as absolutely evil. I think Linus is pretty much on the evil end of the spectrum. Mm -hmm. Can you say something about Maddie, Maddie Lee Watson and her loving, wonderful family? Oh my gosh. I love Maddie's parents and her brothers. Uh, So Maddie is sassy. She's um, opinionated. She's basically a really good kid. Um, And I think she really comes into her own over the course of this book. She has just amazing parents. Um, I think if you sort of were to divide, if you were to divide, sorry, I think if you were to divide Atticus Finch into a mom and a dad, you'd get Maddie's parents. I love it. Yep. I agree. Why is Aunt Mary so important to Maddie? And and why do Maddie and her brother use Aunt Mary's field for their secret experiment? Ooh, that's a great question, Galit. Um, I would say in reverse order, they use her field because it's secret. So they can do it without anybody seeing what they're doing. And that's really important to them. Aunt Mary is kind of the only mean person in Maddie's family. At least that's what she thinks all her life up to this point. And um, I think it's really amazing to Maddie to start finding another side about Aunt Mary, even though Aunt Mary's been dead for a while. Most of the country knows what you just mentioned about kudzu ending up as a scourge. But can you say more, bring us up to date about the situation? Hasn't it been eradicated in some places? I think it has been in some places. Um, It's hard to eradicate. Recently, they've discovered that goats are great for getting rid of kudzu, um, but that um, uh, when you try to kill it with chemicals, that pretty much only encourages it. And in fact, uh, when I drive along the highways now, I don't see nearly as much kudzu as I used to. So I'm not sure exactly what they're doing with it right now. Um, I will say that kudzu makes a terrible biofuel, but a great beer. It makes a beer. Does it really make jam like uh, like he says in the book? Are you kidding me? Absolutely. I ordered some jam from um, somebody who makes it in North Carolina. I ordered some jam. I ordered some kudzu syrup so I can invent a kudzu cocktail. I'm a former bartender. And uh, I took the jam and I made some cheese straws in a circle and then made little jam cheese straws with the kudzu jelly and the kudzu blossom pepper jelly. And they were amazing. That's what I had so at the book it, launch. Wow. Is it is kudzu sweet? Um, the, the blossoms make a kind of sweet jelly. I mean, of course, any jelly or jam you add a ton of sugar to. So I'm sure that doesn't hurt. But they smell mm-hmm. really good. Ah, so um, so is it being used for anything else right now? I've seen kudzu as, um, as sort of a vitamin that people take. And, you know, you can you really can make flour out of it. You can make um, baskets out of it. There's a whole group called Kudzu Culture that's been trying to promote kudzu and all the things that you can do with it. So, yeah, it's definitely useful. It's not that it's a bad plant. It's just that it doesn't have natural enemies in our country. I mean, in, in Japan, it's called kudu and it is it's a great plant there. Uh, it doesn't take over everything. No. Okay. The comportment lessons that Maddie and her friends take are hysterical. And it sounded like you either did a lot of research or had 
personal experience in your Southern classes? Which was it? I have to say that it was research, but it's research that started really young because I didn't have that kind of classes, but I knew people who did. And um, I just think they're hilarious. But also it was just fun to invent what someone would do, as Mrs. Sampson does, um, if you have to create this from scratch, you know, how do you make young ladies out of young ladies that are not really um, well-versed in charm, shall we say? It just felt like that whole kudzu queen competition and all that entailed really had a, gave a lot of benefit to the town. It did a lot of good things. I think so. I mean, I'm not sure about the cost ultimately, and as you read in the book, but it definitely transformed the town. It, um, I think it transformed the young people's ideas of what might be possible for them. Yeah. Um, you uh, have a wonderful, Maddie has a wonderful best friend. Can you talk about her a bit? She's one of the nicest girls in town. Can you introduce her? Yes. I love Lynette. So um, Maddie meets Lynette when Lynette rescues her from complete mortification and complete isolation because Maddie's not really a popular girl. And Lynette comes into town. She's from um, a tenant a tenant farmer family, um, not a great father, lovely mother, but her mother's very ill. Um, and Lynette is really responsible for her two younger sisters, Aggie and Catherine. And um, Lynette's kind of Maddie's ground wire. She keeps mm. Maddie sane and sensible, um, sometimes a little too sane and sensible for, for Maddie's taste. And, and in return, Maddie is fierce in looking after Lynette. Yeah. What's wrong with her mother? Good question. I'm not sure. You know, she just has what would have been called like female troubles in those days. In my mind, maybe it's a cancer, but nobody really knows um, at that point. Hmm. She's just, she's very ill. She's very frail. Um, and she's hardly able to do much to take care of her children. And she's also somebody that's been beaten down by a pretty abusive husband. Mm -hmm. You lovingly describe Lynette's sisters. I'm wondering if you had little sisters and how they resembled Aggie and Catherine. Oh, I love that question. Yes, I do actually have two little sisters. And I don't know why it never occurred to me to think, hmm, two little sisters, just like me. My sisters are not at all like Aggie and Catherine. Um, they are amazing women in their own right. Um, Aggie, I think, is one of my favorite characters um, in the story because she's so magical. Um, she has a connection with animals and plants much more so than she has with people. And every time I see her on the page, I'm just kind of in wonder, even though I invented her. I don't know that I really invented her. I think she invented herself and I just wrote about her. I loved Aggie World. <laughs> Can you talk about that? Yeah. So Aggie will sort of drift off into Aggie World where she is, I wouldn't say she's a ruler because she's more egalitarian than that, but there are only animals and plants. There are no other people. And it's how 
Maddie sees her existing. So she she almost she rarely interacts with anybody but her sister, um, and also with Danny, who is very close to Aggie and takes her fishing. Um, but in Aggie world, it, she doesn't have to be a fourth grader. She doesn't have to be even quite a human being. She can just be Aggie. And her relationship with Maddie's older brother Danny is really lovely. I just enjoyed it so much seeing how they went fishing together. Could you say more about that? Yeah. I love Danny. I mean, I know you're not supposed to have a crush on your characters, but you know, <laughs> I always wanted a big brother. And so it's kind of cool that, that Maddie has one and he's kind and thoughtful and handsome and wonderful. But I think one of his best qualities is that he sees Aggie, you know, as a, as a teacher, to me, the best thing I can do with my students is to see them to see who they are, to understand them, and to teach each person individually. And I think Danny has that quality. And he sees Aggie, he knows who she is, he allows her to be just as she is, and he um, sees the wonder in her. So he takes her fishing, he can draw things out of her that nobody, even Lynette, who adores Aggie, can do. Uh, So they have a really special relationship that I think is really important in the book. Mm-hmm. You don't, um, the reviews don't say it very much. And I don't know if you say it, but it, I saw it as a coming of age story. What do you think? Yeah, I think so too. And I think I don't say it because, you know, lots of people talk about having coming of age stories and this, but this is definitely a coming of age story. There is something that happens in Maddie where she goes from being a child to being a young adult. Um, actually mm-hmm. through a lot of things that happen in the story. So yes, absolutely. The book revolves, as the title hints, around the competition to be 1941 Kudzu Queen in that county. It was a different time and place, but maybe you could say a bit about those kinds of competitions, which don't have such a good reputation now. At the time, they were sweeping the country, and they had a serious effect on young girls and communities, right? Yeah, absolutely, Galit. Um, So... I went to a hippy-dippy Quaker school. It would never have occurred to me to want to enter a beauty competition. It's not my style at all. And I don't really think it would have been Maddie's if she hadn't been sort of pushed into it by her brother and also entranced by the Kudzu King. What I love about the competition here is that they are inventing it as they go along. It's not like this is a town that has a lot of experience with beauty pageants. And I suspect that a lot of beauty pageants are like that, especially a lot of small town beauty pageants. I have a friend who uh, is a consultant for the, for Miss North Carolina, that pageant. Um, And he's a dancer and choreographer, and he also works with the Wake County Public Schools. And so I hear little bits from him and it sounds just hilarious. But I think it also can be um, damaging, and I also think it can be transformative. I think it can be all of those things. Right. I agree. You were very subtle without naming it, but you you subtly described the state of race relations in small southern towns um, by by mentioning separate competitions for black kudzu queens. Can you say more about that? Yeah. So um, it's really interesting to be a white person um, writing about 
black people now um, in any way, because I want to be sure that I'm always writing about every character of every race and age and gender with respect. And so my way of doing that was to try to understand each individual in the story um, and to talk about the things that are often hidden from the white families um, by having Maddie discover them about what's happening in the black community. And that comes about because Lynette is, is Maddie's current best friend, but Maddie's oldest best friend is a young woman named Rose, whom she rediscovers at Mrs. Sampson's house. Um, Mrs. Sampson is the mayor's wife, and she rediscovers Rose um, when they're doing their um, their kudzu queen lessons because Rose is working for Mrs. Sampson. And so through Rose, she starts to discover what it's like to be a young adult in the black community um, and what's happening with that competition. Rose kind of reluctantly shares that information. Yeah, it was really well done. I have one more question uh, before I ask the final one. And there was a lot of, uh, Maddie was often running through the fields to different places. And I'm wondering, like, it's scary. So for a city girl, it's just scary sounding. And how was she so fearless? I think Maddie was born fearless personally, but it's so funny because, you know, to me running through a city sounds scary, even though I'm kind of a suburban and urban girl, um, Southern suburban and urban girl. But um, I think part of it gets back to her parents um, being raised by amazing parents that kind of instilled confidence in their children. And also it is by and large a safe place where she lives. I mean, there are dangers even in her best friend's house, but I think in some ways she's, she's fearless um, in a way that puts her at risk because she does things that she, um, that, that, that endanger her not running through the fields, that's pretty safe for her, but some of the other stuff that she does in the book um, is, is risky. Yeah, I agree. Okay, well, but she makes it through, hopefully, childhood. Hopefully she becomes a lovely young woman. I, I write mysteries, so we always have series going on. If you were to write the follow-up to this, can you take a guess where Maddie would be as a grown-up? Well... She's a pretty fierce kid. I think she'd be a pretty fierce and caring grown-up. I, you know, people have asked me if I'm going to write a sequel for this book, and I don't see there being a sequel for the book. I feel like everything that needs to be in this book is contained, um, and that the seeds for Maddie's life in the future are already there. But I think she would go on and do great things. I could see her becoming a lawyer. Mm. Yep, I agree. Okay, so so Mimi, what are you working on next? Oh, I'm really excited. I never go linearly from one thing to the next. So I am working on a new book that's set in Ireland in the mid 80s, which is actually a time when I lived in Dublin and did a cycle tour around the southern coast of Ireland, ending up in Galway. And I'm just kind of fascinated by everything that was going on then. Um, So starting with what was happening with the music scene, there was uh, traditional music side by side with basically Dublin's version of Studio 54. Um, And when I lived there, I I worked in a restaurant, went out um, dancing as often as I could, and also to hear traditional music. Uh, So 
this book is not at all autobiographical. Um, I don't tend to write autobiographically, but what I want is to use the feeling of Ireland at that time to create a book that's got a little bit of mystery to it. Ooh, now you've got my attention. Let me know. I'm interested. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> thank you again. It's been a pleasure talking to you, Mimi, and I wish you great success with The Kudzu Queen. Oh, thanks so much, Khalid. This has been such a pleasure. I've really enjoyed talking with you. And thank you for joining me. Again, this is G.P. Gottlieb, author of the Whipton Sip Mystery Series and host for New Books and Literature, a podcast channel on the New Books Network. Today, I've been talking to author Mimi Herman about her novel, The Kudzu Queen. Hope you have a juicy novel to cuddle up with tonight and every night. Happy reading. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.